Hey, thanks, team. Why don't we give the team a hand? You can sit down. Oh, they turn up early every Sunday morning, and they're all cheerful and start making fun of each other and get up to all sorts of business. Now we wouldn't be able to do what we have to do without you guys uh, leading us into the presence of God. Amen. So I hope you've had a great week. Uh, good morning. Have I said good morning yet? Good morning. Hope you've had a great week. Uh, if you're visiting with us this morning, my name is Seth and I'm the uh, pastor here. And we are always stoked uh, that you've chosen to be with us this morning. I'm, I'm stoked that all of you have chosen to be with us this morning. Uh, it's great to see you all. And uh, man, we're going to have a blessed morning because God is here. Amen. Who's believing that this morning? Uh, the other thing that's here is term four. And all the parents go, woohoo. They all go, amen. Ship the kids off to school again tomorrow. Get some free time back uh, and all of that stuff, uh, which is cool. But what it means is that we start another term uh, of connect groups. So if you are wanting to get connected uh, in the life of the church and with other groups of people uh, within the church, our connect groups are starting up again for term four, and you'll find the sign-up sheets at the table. Can we ask that everyone who is already a part of a life group or a connect group, is it connect groups, life groups, life groups, sorry. Uh, can we ask that everyone who's already a part of a life group sign up uh, for the life group that you're involved with? Because uh, that really helps um, just with a whole lot of things. And it also just encourages people who want to, you know, if they don't like you, they might not join you. No, we all love each other around here. Um, but if you're already part of a group, if you can sign up, uh, that uh, would really uh, mainly help Debbie out in the office as she's kind of looking at life group stuff. So we're kicking off a new series uh, called At the Movies. Anyone like to go to the movies? No one. Oh, I'm on my own. And uh, so over, over the next three weeks, uh, we're going to be taking some mainstream movies and pulling apart and pulling out of those movies some themes uh, that are betrayed in them. Themes and, and, and I guess, aspects of the movie which we also find portrayed in Scripture and which we also find um, teachings about uh, in the Bible. And we're going to start... Uh, the series this morning with a movie called Wonder. So uh, if you've seen that movie, you'll be going, oh yeah, I'll get to see it again. Uh, if you haven't seen it, uh, this is totally going to spoil it for you. Uh, you're, you you've just got a, the plot, it's all gone. So, um, but, but hopefully seeing the whole movie outside of the four scenes we're going to watch this morning will just enhance your Wonder experience. Oh, it might remind you of the sermon. That'd be good, eh? Go watch a movie and think about the sermon. Oh, I like, I like that. Uh, but in this movie, we see a story of a young boy named Augie, uh, which is short for August. Uh, and he's an ordinary boy, except for the fact that he has a uh, facial, I was going to say racial, my gosh. <laughs> he has a facial uh, deformity called uh, Treacher-Collins syndrome. And so Augie uh, is a young boy, and he's had 27 surgeries throughout uh, his young life, uh, as the story is told. Uh, which have enabled him to see better, uh, they've enabled him to hear better, it's enabled him to, to, to speak better, and it's just helped him out uh, a whole uh, lot in life. But he's a child with obvious uh, and, and initially sh shocking 
facial feature, facial deformities and uh, facial physical differences. And so he's an intelligent kid who's, who's into space and kind of loves, you know, the whole space stuff, science. Anyone like science? Not, no. Some people like science. So, so Augie's into all of that sort of stuff. And he wears uh, the space suit around with him, and, and in particular this helmet, um, which helps him to connect with... That was my wife, by the way. Don't, that was science. That was gravity. That was gravity, science. <laughs> Tell you what, she has, a, she has a reason for everything. And <laughs> you're awesome, babe. And so he... Um, he wears this space helmet, which connects him with uh, space travel, um, but it also becomes for him a security blanket to hide his deformity or to hide his face. And so up until the age of 10, uh, I'm trying to fill in the gaps here before we get to the first thing. Up until the age of 10, uh, he's been homeschooled, and uh, now his parents, uh, Isabel, which is played by Julia Roberts, and Nate, uh, who was pl- played by... Uh, Owen Wilson, uh, decides it's time for Augie to, to join mainstream schooling. And so they're quite nervous and scared about it. And you can imagine having kept the kid at home up to until the age of 10 uh, because of what's going on in his life, uh, how terrifying that must have been for them to send him out and being terrified about how the other kids are going to treat him. They're going to send him out uh, and, and they're wondering, you know, what they've done sending their boy into this journey out in the big wide world uh, that at some point he was going to have to make anyway. And so our first clip this morning uh, is from Augie's first day at school. Right here, after school. Okay? Right here. I love you. Love you too. I'll see you later. Can you hear me? If they stare, let them stare. You can't blend in when you were born to stand out. We're gonna have a little man-to-man. Now, I gotta stop here because past this point is a no-dad zone and you don't wanna walk up with your parents because it's not cool. But you're cool. I am, but technically most dads aren't, so neither of these helmets. Hey, two rules. First, only raise your hand once a class, no matter how many answers you know, except for science. Crush the whole. Check. Second, you're going to feel like you're all alone, Augie, but you're not. Should we lose this? Come on, costumes are for Halloween. Prepare for blast off. I love you. I love you too. Have fun.
dear God, please let them be nice to him. The prayer of a desperate mum. That the world she's just throwing her son into would show him kindness. You know, that was our prayer when our girls started school. That they would find friends who would care for them, friends who would look after them, and that they would find friends who would be kind to them. What parent doesn't want that for their kids and for their grandchildren? And so our first key this morning, if you're taking notes, and uh, none, of our, none of our verses or, or keys are going to come up on the screen, uh, just because we wanted to make sure all the videos worked properly, um, but the first point this morning is give kindness freely. Give kindness freely. Luke 6 verse 35, it says, but your enemies do good, um, but love your enemies, do good and lend, hoping for nothing in return, and your reward will be great, and you will be sons of the Most High, for He is kind, for He is kind to the unthankful and evil. Wonders a story about kindness, uh, which like every great story about kindness has to deal with uh, the reality and the heartbreaking truth of unkindness that is found in men. And you know, unkindness occurs across a spectrum uh, of, of two things, of violence and hate, unkindness exists in, and indifference and avoidance. Violence and hate and indifference and, in, and avoidance. And because unkindness is expressed in te- these two things, uh, it's a- expressed in both what we do in our actions, but also what we don't do in our avoidance. Unkindness is expressed in what we do in our actions, but also by what we don't do in our avoidance. You know, the movie includes people who put Augie down and those who don't pick him up. It includes people who go out of their way to hurt him and those who don't go out of their way to not help him. Or who don't go out of their way to help him. And in light of the verse we've just read about our God, who is kind to the ungrateful, Uh, ungrateful and to the evil. Both types of kindness miss the mark. Violence and hate misses the mark of what our God does. Indifference and avoidance misses the mark of who our God is, who is kind to all. And all of us have probably experienced at some time uh, unkindness in our lives through certain relationships and uh, may have even been guilty of unkindness either through our actions or through avoidance. You know, in Augie's life, uh, the unkindness he experiences from others are devastating. Let's watch the next clip. Thanks, Greg. That is not way you leave the table. Hey, come on. Talk to me. Sit down. 
that off, please. It's okay. It'll be okay. Why do I have to be so ugly? You are not ugly, Augie. You just have to say that because you're my mom. Oh, because I'm your mom, it doesn't count? <laughs> yeah. Because I'm your mom, it counts the most. Because I know you the most. You are not ugly, and anyone who cares to know you will see that. They won't even talk to me. I try to pretend that it doesn't, but it does. I know. Is it always gonna matter? I don't know. Well, honey, listen. Look at me. We all have marks on our face. I have this wrinkle here from your first surgery, and I have these wrinkles here from your last surgery. This is the map that shows us where we're going. And this is the map that shows us where you've been. And it's never, ever ugly. What about your gray hair? That's compliments of your dad, I think. And though we summoned him, what was your day? My day is really good right Now, Jesus told a story about people who went out of their way to hurt someone, uh, went out of their way to rob someone, to beat someone, and to abandon him. And it also includes people who went out of their way not to help, who went out of their way not to be kind and not to be nice. In Luke 10, Luke chapter 10, verse 30, reading out of the NIV. In reply, Jesus said, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he was attacked by robbers. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. Have you ever wondered how that man must have felt after that moment or in that moment? You know, I think like Augie, uh, he would have been overcome with feelings of doubt about his future about his life. I think he would have felt fear. I think he would have felt weakness. I think he would have felt anger to the guys who robbed him, anger to the people who walked past. And you know, for us, sometimes we feel anger towards God. And the story continues. See, as a priest happened to be going by uh, the same road, and when he saw the man, and here's the point of decision, when he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. So too a Levite, when he came 
to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. Second point this morning, be mindful of being kind. Be mindful of being kind. You know, sometimes to change our actions from being unkind to being kind. Sometimes to change our actions from hate to loving. Sometimes to change our actions from being mean or what's in our natural self to being who God asks us to be in obedience to Him. We require a transformation in the mind and in our thinking. And Jesus in Luke 10 describes a priest and a Levite who just avoided helping a beaten man. And so there's some powerful lessons here, both in Scripture and uh, in the movie. One, don't be that person who puts down people. Don't be that person who beats down people. Two, don't be that person who is too important, too busy, or too holy to show someone kindness. The priest and the Levite, or the kids who avoided helping Augie and ignored what was going on. You know, the great news is that in life, there are always those people who are people of kindness. Those brave ones who every day go out of their way, regardless of what it costs them, regardless of how they feel, to be kind to others. The brave ones uh, who every day walk across the street or cross the school cafeteria out of a heart of courageous kindness to serve others, those who are mindful of being kind to others. Thanks, Greg. Hey, Jack, come sit here. In a sec. Where's he going? Hey, thanks for your help today. No problem. And don't worry, I got a couple wrong, so Miss Potosa wouldn't know. I'm not worried. The worst they can do is kick me out. Not loving school either, huh? Oh, it's great. <laughs> I wanted to go to Way Middle, one of the great sports teams. Then why'd you come here? They gave me the scholarship. Well... If you need help in science, you can come to my house after school. You know, if you want. Great, thanks. What's wrong? I just don't like eating in front of people. What do you mean? It's a long story, but when I eat, I think I chew like some prehistoric storm turtle. No joke, me too. <laughs> <laughs> now there's tuna in your face. Yeah, tuna man. No, no, no. Let me show you how it's done. <laughs> Dude, that's even more rough.
Boba Fett this year. I like Halloween, but Christmas is still the best holiday. No way, Halloween is the best. A pillowcase of candy versus two weeks off school. You're nuts. You see, even your dog agrees. Hey, Mom, is it okay if Jack comes over? Thanks, Mrs. B. When you get snow on Christmas. But you can get snow on Halloween. If you, like, if you live in Alaska. So in the rest of that passage in Luke 10, verses 33 to 37, we read that a Samaritan, as he traveled, came where the man was. And when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he put the man on his own donkey, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said, and when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. Which of these three? do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of robbers? The expert in the law who asked the question replied, the one who had mercy on him. And Jesus told them, go and do likewise. Third point this morning, be courageous in kindness. Who knows that sometimes an act of kindness requires a little bit of courage. Sometimes an act of courage might mean that people look at you and judge, ridicule. Be courageous in kindness. And you know, kindness and courageousness are, are closely connected because there's always a reason to not be kind. If there's an opportunity to be kind, there's always a reason not to be. I don't have time. I'm scared. What will people say? What will happen to me? What's this going to cost me? What do I lose? But be courageous in kindness. Be the person who is kind to everyone or to people who are different. Be the person who is kind to people who are worse off than you. Be the person who is kind to people when it's inconvenient and it might cost you something. In your time, in your finances, in your energy, be the person who is kind. And just a quick note as we're here. Uh, at this point, you know, courageous kindness is not only about being kind to those who are in need of help. That is definitely an aspect of it. But it's also being kind to those who help you when you're in need of help. It takes courage to allow people to help you. It takes courage to receive kindness and allow people to be kind to you. And strength and courage is required in both the giving and the receiving of kindness. Amen? 
You know, it's only in the giving and receiving that kindness becomes transformational. It's in giving and receiving that we then see that we have a giving and a receiving God who we give praise to and who we receive his blessings from, who we give honor to and we receive his corrections from. We receive his grace and his mercy for the, for the things we're still doing from. You know, in, in I think almost everything that I've kind of experienced and studied about God, it's always about a two-way flow in all things. You know, in the movie, those who perpetrated the unkindness were ultimately won over by Augie's kindness and by Augie's courage. Because courage and kindness is infectious and it makes a difference. So let's go to the end of that story. Ladies, gentlemen, boys and girls, graduates. Final award this morning is the Henry Ward Beecher Medal. To honor students who have been notable or exemplary, usually it's a good works, a service award. But I came upon a passage that he wrote which made me realize that Good works come in many forms. Greatness, he wrote, lies not in being strong, but in the right using of strength. He or she is the greatest whose strength carries up the most hearts by the attraction of his own. Without further ado, this year, I am very proud to award the Henry Ward Beecher Medal to the student whose quiet strength has carried up the most hearts. So, will August Pullman please come up here to receive this award? up towards that stage, I felt like I was floating. My heart was beating so fast. I didn't really understand why I was getting a medal. It's not like I blew up the Death Star. All I did was 
get to fifth grade just like everyone else here. Congratulations. That's for you. Then again, maybe that's kind of the point. Maybe the truth is, I'm really not so ordinary. Maybe if we knew what other people were thinking, we'd know that no one's ordinary. And we all deserve a standing ovation, at least once in our lives. My friends do. My teachers do. My sister does for always being there for me. My dad does for always making us laugh. And my mom does the most for never giving up on anything, especially me. It's like that last preset Mr. Brown gave us. Be kind, for everyone is fighting hard battle. And if you really want to see what people are, all you have to do is look. Kindness that is courageous makes a difference. And I believe releases a bit of heaven on earth. Releases a touch of God over people's lives. You know, Matthew 6, verses 3 and 4 in the Living Bible says, But when you do a kindness to someone, do it secretly. Don't tell your left hand what your right hand is doing. And your Father, who knows all secrets, will reward you. Now, I think kindness is particularly important to God when no one else understands and when no one else sees what's going on. No one saw what Augie's friends were doing, how they were behaving. No one saw what the Samaritan did. No one saw the challenges that the Samaritan had or what it cost the Samaritan. No one, that is, but God. I can get Abraham to come in. Uh, those who are serving communion this morning, if you can come and do that. You know, Michael Jr. Uh, is a Christian comedian. And uh, he shares a story of a young boy who a young boy no older than Augie uh, who had been abused in the home. And this young, boy was in, uh, this young boy was in the care of a foster home. And everywhere this young boy went, he'd wear a Superman outfit. So he'd have his outfit on, Superman mask on, and he wouldn't talk to people. And so Michael mm. Jr. would share his story about how he was abused and how he hid himself in fear by putting this outfit on. And so as, as Michael Jr. was doing his gig and doing his comedy, he would interact in a loving way with this young boy who sat on the front row, arms crossed, until the point where he started laughing, until the point where he took his mask off, and shouted out to Michael Jr. what his name was. 
And so we look at the story of Augie and then at the story of this young boy. And I think it's important for us to remember that not every scar that we encounter is physical. In fact, most of the people who we would encounter, their scars would be emotional. Their scars might be mental or a thought. And the wonder of kindness is that no matter what the scar is, kindness changes people. No matter what the scar is, physical, emotional, kindness changes the world. It's the opposite of what the world expects. Give kindness freely. Be mindful to be kind. Be courageous in kindness. What is one kindness you can do today that will uplift someone? What is one kindness that you can do every day that will uplift someone?